0: Good evening and welcome to our Bible study and this evening we're going to look at Revelation chapter 15. So let's read that passage together now. Revelation 15 starting to read at verse 1. I saw in heaven another great and marvelous sign, seven angels with the seven last plagues, last because with them God's wrath is completed. And I saw what looked like a sea of glass, mixed with fire, and standing beside the sea, those who had been victorious over the beast and his image, and over the number of his name. They held harps given them by God, and sang the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb. Great and marvellous are your deeds, Lord God Almighty, Just and true are your ways, kings of the ages, who will not fear you, O Lord, and bring glory to your name, for you alone are holy. All nations will come and worship before you, for your righteous acts have been revealed. After this, I looked and in heaven the temple, that is, the tabernacle of the testimony, was opened. Out of the temple came the seven angels with the seven plagues, and they were dressed in clean, shining linen, and wore golden sashes around their chests. Then one of the four living creatures gave to the seven angels seven golden bowls filled with the wrath of God, who lives for ever and ever. And the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from his power. And no one could enter the temple until the seven plagues of the seven angels were completed. Let's pray. Father, we thank you again for your word and thank you for the short time that we can gather around it. And as we do, we ask your blessing upon us as you guide us through it. And we do this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Well, this letter of Revelation was first read by the seven churches who were either experiencing or were preparing to experience great opposition to the gospel. And they needed to remain faithful to the gospel. And to do this, what did they need? They needed encouragement, reassurance and confirmation. Encouragement that would enable them to persevere reassurance that they would see jesus in glory and confirmation that justice would be done as well as a great deal of information about the administration of god's judgment some of which we might struggle to understand we will also see in this book of revelation the words of encouragement reassurance and confirmation for the faithful the faithful in God's church. So this evening, we come to Revelation 15. Now I want us to look at verse 1 through to 4. But first, before we do that, let's remember that in chapters 13 and 14, those who are following the Lamb are called to be wise, to fear God and to give him the glory. We looked at that last week. We're well, back in chapter 2 in verse 7, the promise given to the church is this, to the one who is victorious, I will give the right to eat from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. Now, this evening as we come to chapter uh, 15, John tells us what he sees next. Remember that John is telling us the order in which he sees the visions, not the order in which the things he sees will happen. So let's look at verse 1. I saw in heaven another great and marvellous sign, seven angels with seven last plagues, last because with them God's wrath is completed. So what John sees is a great and marvelous sign the great and marvelous sign is he's seeing what will happen when god's day of judgment is completed now while as we've been reminded in this letter there there is a great warning a warning to the world about the coming judgment of god and it is a confirmation to the true church, that God is in control, that his promises are true, that the church will suffer. And when they do, they will need to persevere through these hard times. But in the words of Jesus to his first disciples, words that filter down to us today, Jesus tells them and us that he has prepared a place, a place in heaven. This is a well-known verse, verse uh, 2 of chapter 14 of John's Gospel. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? When we come to verses 2 and 4, we see here in John's vision that John will see the victors and did not only see them, but he will hear the victor's song. So let's read uh, verse 2 through to 4 of Revelation 15. And I saw what looked like a sea of glass glowing with fire and standing beside the sea. Those who had been victorious over the beast and its image and over the number of its name, they held harps given them by God. And sang the song of God's servant Moses and of the Lamb. Great and marvellous are your deeds, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your ways. King of the nations, who will not fear you, Lord, and bring glory to your name? For you alone are holy. All nations will come and worship before you for your righteous acts have been revealed so what are they singing about well the singing about the greatness of God and of the things that he's done to deliver such a great salvation he delivered his people from the hands of Pharaoh hence the reference to the singing of the song of Moses then we see how he delivered his people from their sins In the Song of the Lamb, we are seeing here the unity between the Old and the New Covenant. It cannot be separated. They are all part of God's overall plan. In Revelation, we can see why the plagues of Egypt from the time of the Old Covenant are alluded to. That is, in order to help us understand something of what John is seeing in his visions. What we know from Scripture, both Old and New Testaments, is that the old covenant under the law leads the faithful to Christ by them having faith. Having faith in what? In things that they have not yet seen. And we see that the new covenant is the fulfilment of the law, bringing all the faithful into the presence of God. How? By faith in the death and resurrection of Jesus. This is the faith that the Old Testament saints had in, even though they didn't know when it would happen or how it would happen. The reference to the plagues of Egypt, well, the judgment of Pharaoh and the escape to the promised land are what we call... Uh, here in Revelation as being a paradigm. That That is, they are an example, an example from things that have happened that will then become a pattern for the things that we are still to see, things that are still to come. The Song of Moses. Well, for this evening, just one verse we're going to take from that song of Moses. But you can read the whole song in the book of Deuteronomy. If you go to chapter 32, the song goes from verse 1 down to verse 43. And here's verse 43, the last verse. Just listen to the words. Rejoice, you nations, with his people, for he will avenge the blood of his servants. He will take vengeance on his enemies and make atonement for his land and his people. The offer of salvation and the need for judgment, both sides of the gospel. Salvation, judgment, they're here in this illustration that we have from the days of Moses. And in the whole of scripture and in the ancient world, the sea was seen as being a a symbolic representation of evil in the book of Job we have the behemoth and the leviathan and here in Revelation we have the beasts all figuratively speaking as an illustration as a depiction of evil and seen as coming out of the sea the sea being a representation of their dwelling place now let's go back to the days of Moses For Moses, it was a literal sea, the Red Sea, the sea that destroyed Pharaoh's army. In order for God to free his people from slavery and then lead them to the promised land, and he led them by way of a cloud and a pillar of fire. The Lamb has calmed and controlled the symbolic dwelling place of the enemy, by putting what looks like a sea of glass glowing with fire and standing beside the sea, standing there as a barrier, a barrier that none other than those who have followed the lamb are able to cross. They can stand on that sea of glass as they cross over into the promised land. The destination of those freed from Pharaoh's hands was the temple in Jerusalem, the temple that represented the dwelling place of God. The destination of those who have been freed from the hands of Satan is the heavenly temple in the new Jerusalem, the actual dwelling place of God. Something else to notice here, which we tend to skip over in these verses, notice that The harps, the harps that are there to accompany the song that's being sung, the harps have been given to the singers by God. Why is that important? Because it's confirming God's presence with them. So, let's carry on this evening and ask, what are they singing? Great and marvellous are your deeds, Lord God Almighty, just and true are your ways, kings of the nations who will not fear you, Lord, and bring glory to your name. For you alone are holy. All nations will come and worship before you, for your righteous acts have been revealed. This song heralds the signs of God's greatness. Notice the wording, Lord God Almighty, just and true. You alone are holy. You are righteous. The song also brings signs of God's worthiness. It's being sung in his presence by the followers of the Lamb, by the saved. And it brings glory to God's name as his people worship him. You see, John has given us a picture of the saved, worshipping God in heaven. Now, we'll turn back as John tells us more about God's judgment. So come with me to verse 5 and 6 of Revelation 15. After this I looked and I saw in heaven the temple, that is, the tabernacle of the covenant law, and it was opened. Out of the temple came the seven angels with the seven plagues, and they were dressed in clean shining linen and wore golden sashes around their chests right well, we're entering into here another important section in the book of revelation and this section will continue on into chapter 16 it'll be mentioned again in chapters 17 and chapter 21 in this first verse, these verses we've just read in verse 5 the words after this is an introduction to the next vision, which is not necessarily the next event. As we have said, John is telling us the sequential order of the visions in a thematical rather than a chronological way. So we return to this section with the theme being God's judgment. These angels... What's all other dress? The dress resembling the high priest when he entered the most holy place in the earthly tabernacle. And here in Revelation, it is an expression of God's wrath being evidence of his perfect holiness. Let's go back to Leviticus 16, verse 3 and 4, where we read, This is how Aaron is to enter the most holy place. He must First, bring a young bull for a sign offering and a ram for a burnt offering. You see, Aaron was not perfect. He had to offer offerings for his sin. But then the passage reads on. He is to put on the sacred linen tunic with linen undergarments next to his body. He is to tie the linen sash around him and put on the linen turban. And this speaks of the Sacred act that he was about to administer. Revelation 15, verse 7 and 8. We're introduced here to the golden bowls. Let's just uh, read this passage. Then one of the four living creatures gave to the seven angels seven golden bowls filled with the wrath of God who lives forever and ever. And the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from his power. And no one could enter the temple until the seven plagues of the seven angels were completed. So let's just stop for a moment as we consider these golden bowls. And I want to take you back to Revelation chapter 5. And this is when the lamb is given the scroll. The scroll that only he was worthy to open. And in verse 6 through to 10. In Revelation 5, we read, Then I saw a lamb, looking as if he had been slain, standing at the centre of the throne, encircled by the four living creatures and the elders. The lamb had seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into the earth. He went and took the scroll from the right hand of him who sat on the throne, and when he had taken it, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the lamb, Each one had a harp and they were holding golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of God's people. And they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were slain. And with your blood you purchased for God persons from every tribe and language and people and nation. You have made them to be a kingdom. And priests to serve our God. They will reign. On the earth. Now here in Revelation 15. We're. Introduced. To seven golden bowls. That are filled with the wrath of God. God's wrath. Against sin. A wrath that must be fully and finally expressed and this before God's people can dwell in the new heaven and the new earth. This is an act of righteousness. It is the needful administration of justice from God who is doing what must be done for the love of his people and for the love of his son whose death delivered the fatal blow to the one whose aim is to deceive John in his gospel chapter 8 verse 44 brings us the words of Jesus that he spoke to those unbelieving Jews and those Pharisees and he said to them you belong to your father the devil and you want to carry out your father's desire he was a murderer from the beginning not holding to the truth for there is no truth in him And when he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Well, there's plenty in that passage for us to consider, and next time we'll continue on into chapter 16 and learn more about the seven bowls of God's wrath. Before we finish this evening, let's just take some encouragement from 2 Peter chapter 3. And I'm just going to read as we close verse 10 through to 13 of 2 Peter. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire and the earth and everything done in it will be laid bare. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. That day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire and the elements will melt in the heat. But in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. Shall we pray? Our Father, we come before you now as we look forward to that perfect righteousness that you have prepared for those who trust in your Son and his death and resurrection. We ask these things in his name. Amen.